It is time for another edition of the Anything But Quiet Time podcast with a very special guest today. And Rochelle, why do we call it Anything But Quiet Time? Because we bring loud mouths in. That's right. That's right. And it's not its not the very gentle. You guys talking about me? You, well, no, we're talking about ourselves, but you can okay. be a part of it. Okay. Actually, I was talking about Zach Williams. So yeah. well, She said because uh, yeah. we bring loud mouths in. And I was oh. like, oh. I thought you were talking wow. about us, but that's true. Well, Zach and I go way back. Yeah. We can yeah. joke. Well, how long? How long? Like a, it's been an hour. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. That's nice. You get acclimated very well. Zach Williams, singer, songwriter, uh, you know, chain breaker, you know, old church choir, uh, new album coming out very soon. And rescues, so, my rescue story. Rescue story. Um, so we're just so excited to, to have you on. And, and really, you know, this is not necessarily a uniform thing, just kind of what we go through spiritually. But one thing that comes to mind with with your story is you mentioned even on the show earlier this morning that you had God yeah. in your life. And then you got away from it. And I I think what's a fascinating thing about Christian culture that we don't talk about enough. We talk about the grace of Jesus. If you're broken, come to him, you know, he'll he'll, you know, take all your sins and it'll mm-hmm. be great. And what happens when you mess up after you already know Jesus? Because even you listen to some yeah. people, it'll scare you to death well, that you well, then I if I mess this up again, if I get on another habitual sin or whatever it might be then I won't be saved anymore or yeah. something like that. And so I think your story is fascinating knowing that you went away and then yeah. came back to God. Yeah. I'm really excited to hear your answer to that. But sure. I, I want to make sure that we're getting this right. You knew God. I did. Because yeah. you grew up in church. Would you say you had a relationship mm. with, with God before? I would say that if anybody ever asked me, I would have said yes just because I didn't want to have the conversation. That was kind okay. of my answer. I've got my personal relationship with Jesus. Okay. Like, I don't have to be in church. That was always yeah. my answer from 18 to 33. But did that mean that you you did? You had you had a relationship? No, it was just a cop out for okay. it, was a, it was a way for me to like not have to go down that road with anybody okay. because I yeah. knew in my heart that I wasn't living right. Okay. I knew from the way I'd been brought up, the things that I've been taught that I wasn't I didn't have anything in my life that resembled a relationship with Christ, you know? Yeah. Okay. Um, but to, to kind of go back on your question, like, for me, I, you know, I grew up with this idea of, like, every time I messed up, I had to get saved again. Mm. Like, I can mm-hmm. remember walking down to the front so many times as a kid into my, you know, early teen years, and then... When it finally clicked with me, you know, um, when I stopped just going to church and listening to the preacher, like when I when I started actually like digging into a Bible and finding what Scripture meant for my life and for myself, um, for me, it wasn't a fancy prayer or anything that I feel like I had to repeat after anybody before I gave my life to Christ. It was more of a an honest cry of, you know, I can't do this anymore by myself. I need you. Will you come help me? And it was kind of that moment for me where I knew— I don't have to do this. Anymore. I don't have to keep asking God into my heart anymore. Like he's there now. Yeah. And for me, um, there's a lot of freedom now in knowing that it's all right to fail. It's all right to screw up because God knew me when he made me. He knew I couldn't be perfect. That's why he went to the cross. Wow. Yeah. And so had it just been just for me, he would have still sent his son to die on that cross. And uh, I think once you kind of get a grasp on that, it, it's not a, I don't think it's a a free ticket to just go out and sin, but it's 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 definitely a security of knowing that hey, if I mess this up, 
I've got another chance. Like he's not going to turn his back on me. Yeah. You know, so. I, th- I think that is answering. I mean, I don't think what you, we were talking about at the very beginning matches exactly what Zach's story is. Yeah. Because you, you would say in church terms, you weren't saved until right. later in life. Yeah. I would, I would say I was riding my parents' coattails for okay. their salvation. That's, okay. You that's a good mean? way. Yeah. And that is different, Rochelle. You're right. It is different, but yeah. it's the same answer. So I think what Carter and I are talking about, you know, uh, and earlier Zach and I were talking about, I, I grew up in the church as well. I would say that I had a relationship with the Lord from a very early age. But then when you start sharing from yeah. that place, and I was a preacher's kid, heaven forbid now that you're, yeah. you're kind of under a microscope, you For mess sure. up. But you're talking about the freedom. Yeah. With the Spirit of the Lord is there is freedom in Christ Jesus, and it's okay to go, I am a screw-up on yeah. so many levels. Oh, for sure, because I, I, growing up, I definitely think I had a relationship and, and some sort of an experience or something that happened to me at an early age in church where I remember just feeling this presence of God. But from 18 to 33, mm. there was no relationship. The only thing I had in my life were the experiences I had when I was a kid that it was that seed that my parents had planted, mm-hmm. the, that root system that I had. That's what brought me back. Like, had I not had that, had I had a family that had instilled that in me and, and spent the time really cultivating that at an early age, I wouldn't have known to come back to that. I wouldn't yeah. have known that, hey, I can cry out to God. Like, um, But, yeah, I mean, um, that was, you know, I, I had, you know, it's, it's weird because, I think everybody grows up different, but I grew up with this just kind of idea that that God just kind of sat on his throne with his arms crossed, watching everything I did and shaking his head. That's right. what most of the you know, world thinks. And, and it didn't click until I had kids of my own that it's not no. who he is at all. Yeah. Do, do you think that um, the pressure, um, and I think I love this podcast forum that we can be, I think, a little more open and take our time that... As a Christian artist, now, I don't know if you feel like you're on a pedestal or not. I'm sure that people tell you you are or that you're anointed or huh. whatever. And Listen, he's got a Wikipedia page about him. So, <laughs> That's true. You, you know. know that G- Google it, dude. Yeah. You've uh, arrived. Your birthday's wrong on there, by <laughs> it the way. Is. So, yeah. <laughs> what is your birthday? Uh, it's June 27th. Oh, that just happened. Okay. Yeah. Right. My worth the little girl that we surprised earlier today, which you should be able to see now on a video by the time that this podcast is up uh, at KSPJ.org. I think she has the same birthday as you. Really? It's in June. I think you're right. It's very close. Yeah, that's crazy. Wow. Um, But you you might feel that you're on a pedestal. I think any any of us can do that. Um, It doesn't. You don't have to be a a, you know Christian singer songwriter. Uh, It can be you're the only one in your group of friends that goes to church. You know, and and do you feel that pressure to be good enough? Because you have the freedom with God that you were just talking about. But do you feel that pressure in the public eye? Definitely. I mean, I think God is way more forgiving than the public eye. Mm. You know what I mean? Yeah. I, I was at church Sunday, and, and the, the pastor said, why are we so easily— why do we give grace to the people outside of the church, but we don't give grace to the people inside the church? You know, And I, that really spoke to me because um, definitely I feel a, there's a lot of pressure as a Christian artist to feel like you have to have it all together. And, I mean, Lord knows I don't. Like. Mm at all most of the time you know i I struggle with things that everybody struggles with and i think i try to write about those struggles um in my songs and connect with people on a real level um but yeah i definitely there are days where i feel like i don't measure up and how did i end up with this opportunity to do what i'm doing you know but god takes broken people and and uses them yeah 
I so many thoughts are flooding through my mind. I don't yeah, want to like I know. I don't want to tackle Which all one of them do I want to go with? Yeah. Um, and honestly, I have no. Uh, do you have something? So, so I'll interrupt you when I'm ready. Okay. All right. That's <laughs> that's, that's pretty normal, actually. The hey. the church thing itself. I have somebody in my life that um, I don't need to go to church. Um, I believe in God, and I don't feel like you have to go to church. And I'm kind of like, yeah, I, I agree. I mean, to, yeah. I mean, for to be saved. I mean, certainly. It's true. Um, where do you? How do you encourage people that church is a good thing? I think you need community. Yeah. You know, you need to do life with other believers. You need. Um, you need to be around people that have the same values and you need some accountability in your life. And you don't get that unless you're in church or unless you're in some type of a community with other people. You, I mean, honestly, you can witness that if you're a comic book fan. Yeah. You have Comic-Con. Why? Community. So I mean, you don't feel like you're the only nerd. nerd. You can get up and watch church on TV and get you the can. same amount of, out of it that you can in the church. Mm-hmm. Sure. But... You don't get that fellowship. You don't get the community. And, you know, eventually you're going to need that in your life to go to the next level with your relationship with Christ. I, I want to I want to ask both of you this, actually. Uh, it's a struggle that that my wife and I have had of getting involved. And this is this is pretty churchy, honestly. You know, if you're should we buzz in this. with our own names as to which one gets the answer first? <laughs> uh, go oh, wait. Make up names. Zach Williams. Uh, OK, you're Zach. Williams. All right. Um, with community and community groups, life groups, small groups, whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, I struggle with, is that the biblical way should, is community, should it be this random group of people that signed up on this sheet that you're forced to drive miles to see potentially that you have nothing in common with besides your belief in Christianity or, or is community to you guys more of the people that I meet, I need to make an effort to do life with the people that are my friends go visit them when times are hard, share meals with them? Or do you believe in the community group format? I believe in the community group format. I believe if you look at Jesus, he had 12 disciples that followed him around that he did life with. Mm -hmm. And that was his community. I mean, those were the people that he spent the most time with and shared the most with. Um, But then I also, I mean, honestly, I believe that you, you know, you need to make those visits and, and things as well. But for me, community is a big thing. Um, you know, out on the road, like, me and my wife have just been talking about this. Like, I'm gone a lot, and so there's a lot of Sundays that I'm not home, mm-hmm. uh, that I don't get to go to church, that she's taking our kids by herself, you know. And mm-hmm. for us, being able to go to church together is a big, like, a big deal. Like, I can remember when I first got saved, like, that was, to me, like, the highlight of my week was going to church on Sunday and Wednesday and being with that new group of friends that I'd made because before that I didn't know that I could be around people and not have to have other things in my life to make me happy. Like I I was always wanting to party and do things. I didn't realize you could just go to church and talk about Jesus and have fun. Mm. And so those are, you know, that's something that we've been talking about lately. Like I miss, I miss a lot of that because I'm on the road so much. And, um, so we're, you know, we're at a church now where they've got a Tuesday night service and a late service on Sunday afternoon so that we can go and, and do those things. But, for me, it's a big part. I mean, it's a big part. I think you're refreshing people who are listening right now and going, yeah, that hits home. Yeah. I needed to be encouraged to do that. Maybe you've missed out on Well, I'm trying to encourage myself. Well, no, that's you know good. Because I mean? yeah. like, yeah. honestly, it's like there's a lot of days that Sunday comes and I, I get home late and it's like I just want to, I just don't want to go to church because really I'm tired, good. you know? Yeah, no, but I, I, I do get I it. need that. I need to be fed. I don't, I, you know, there's a lot of times where, I, like I said, I don't feel 
worthy to be on that stage singing about these songs because I don't feel like I'm in the right place to be singing them sometimes. Mm. And so for well, we, me, community, church, having some other people speak into your life is really important. I was going to say, we appreciate the way that you do encourage yourself through writing a song. Can you imagine if Zach Williams self-talked himself? All right, Zach, you're going to get in there today. We're going to have a good time, Zach. Appreciate the Chain Breaker song instead. Uh, but, uh, Tony Robbins wrote this song, actually. Yeah. <laughs> that's very controversial. So I, I, I think that's a great answer, the 12 disciples following Jesus around. And I would add to the, the thought of they did not always get along. Yeah. Clearly. Yeah. You yeah. can read the accounts where the brothers were going sure. at it. Well, let me be— the best in heaven, and you be the, and it was just ridiculous. So we get hung up on silly things, but clearly, placed inside of a community, yeah, there's going to be people you click with, and then there's going to be people that stretch you and mm. grow you in character, and then, um, you know, and the the, bod- the body of Christ. We hear that term in scripture, and if you're brand new to Christianity, it's like, what does that even mean? Yeah. It means we're all a part of one unit, and it. It talks about being different parts of the body so that you can kind of go, hey, I'm represented best in this sanction of people as opposed to that sanction. So, you know, where Carter and I may not click and Zach and I do, which is clear in this moment. Oh, interesting. Uh, <laughs> yeah. But you're going to turn your back on me in the middle of this podcast. I think it's really great, though, <laughs> with this silly analogy and, and, and very truthful one in the scripture. We are the body of Christ. It's okay yeah. if you don't always jive with people. It's all right. That doesn't mean that you should abandon them. No. I mean, I think a lot of times the people that you have the most friction with are the people that are stretching you to do something different with your life than yeah. you normally wouldn't do. And it's uncomfortable a lot of times. But hmm. And they may not know that they're stretching you. They may just be really annoying. Yeah. But God's using them. <laughs> but he's even in if, spite even of if them, they yeah. are, he's teaching you something in that moment. Yeah, Some patience or there you go. kindness or something. Are you more introverted or extroverted? Um, you know, I would probably say I would probably say extroverted. Okay. You know, I'm a goofball. I like to joke and have fun, you know. Even though you're called lone wolf by the guys from Big Daddy, we that, that makes zero be- sense. That was because I was out without a band by myself. I was, oh, I see. I see. I was the lone wolf. You weren't hanging out in the corner. He's no, like, I wasn't I'm like, drawing I wasn't, He's like, no. all right, Zach, you got this. <laughs> no. Zach, we're going to go in there and do a good concert. <laughs> wasn't doing that. Wasn't giving myself pep talks. No, I'm, I'm definitely, I'm, I'm out, I like to talk and meet people. Um, you know. I'm surprised yeah. by that. I really am. Yeah. You, well, you're chill, I think. You're very thoughtful. In the fact that when you know Carter asked you a question, you were like, well, "I want to make sure that I'm." I'm. We even mentioned this in between songs. Uh, there's lots of stuff that happens, obviously, in between the songs that you hear on KSBJ. But it was telling him, "You take it super easy when you answer a question. You don't have rehearsed <laughs> answers in your brain because you do a zillion yeah. radio interviews. So I would imagine it'd be very natural for yeah. you to like, all right, so this is what I'm going to say here, and this is what I'm going to say there, and this is the perfect yeah, answer. Well, I think a topic like today is it really depends on what season of life you're into and how you're going to answer some of these things. Like for me, I'm just in a place where I'm, you know, I've literally just had this conversation with my wife. Like we miss the community hmm. because of the hectic schedule. Hmm. And so, you know, it's, for me, I can say right now that it's something that I think is important. But you ask me in six months when I'm tired of like seeing the same twelve people, the same and, elbow in the body yeah, of Christ. And I might say something totally different, but for me right now in this moment, it's it's an important thing that hmm. I need in my life. That's yeah. 
Uh, well, one, one since we're on the topic of church, one last very important question. Sure. Church meet and greets, aren't they the worst? <laughs> Between the worship and the sermon, and it's like, everybody, greet the strangers around you for five seconds. Unless you spell that with an A, and there's food involved. Meet and greet. That's true. Then it's good. It's like a bake sale. Yes, yes, yes. Or a barbecue. You know, we're obviously, if you're listening, you're a pastor, you're like, come on, we're trying our best to get people to meet. That's true. You know, not everybody's like Zach. Not everybody's an extrovert. So sometimes you need a little pushing out there to I will say, it's it's become beneficial for me when you really quickly find out a little fact about somebody and then after the service is over you get a chance to finally turn yeah. around and actually yeah. but most of it I don't even get names yeah. hey morning 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 when you sit down it's yeah. so stupid we should all be forced to wear something about ourselves on our sleeve it's not a bad idea like we walk in people think we're part of a cult it's like a, you know Rockets or whatever. Yeah. Oh, you're a rocket. You can't cook. No, I, I can't cook. You can't cook. Yeah. Clearly, clear. <laughs> and Zach can. That's a fascinating thing. Of course, he took off half a finger. I did. Mincing a garlic. Oh, yeah. There's another. It's all good. His famous recipe: fingernail garlic. I heard that. Can cook with body parts. <laughs> body of Christ. Oh, the body of Christ. <laughs> uh, Zach Williams, thank you for being on the Anything But Quiet Time podcast. Thank you, man.